Well, hello. Welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. Well, we're here today with Cade Smith, and uh, Cade has come in just to spend a little time with us, and we're going to get to know him a little bit in our first-person podcast. He's been forewarned by some buddies uh, about this. and That's right. So I just appreciate you setting aside time and uh, giving us the opportunity to get to know you a little bit. We, we've been doing this for, for a little while, and so far people seem to really enjoy it. And uh, maybe not the people who do it, but the people who listen to it seem to get a kick out of it. Yeah, so. I, I didn't know you were going to get to the bottom of the barrel so fast. I worked my way down to you. Uh, yeah, I see that. Happy to be on here. <laughs> well, it's good to have you. So tell us about Cade. First, tell us where you're from, about you, and then I'll get you to tell us about your family and all that. So tell us about Cade. All right. So I'm from Arkansas, from a, a little town called Paragould. It's in northeast Arkansas. All right. Uh, so grew up there. All my family is still in, in Arkansas. Uh, went to college in in Searcy, Arkansas, at Harding University. Um, so... Thought, thought I'd be in Arkansas for a long time. Got out of there and um, was a teacher and uh, spent one year in Tennessee. And then I was back in Arkansas for, uh, I guess, six more years before I ended up moving to Alabama. I don't know how detailed you want me to get after that, but um, was into coaching and, and teaching and was a high school administrator and then had the opportunity to come come coach in Alabama at that time. So. Well, well, and, and you finally made it to the Holy Land, right? You really, you did. <laughs> yeah. So that my uh, my plan was. So I was a high school principal in Arkansas at the right. time, and probably too young to be doing that. And had a chance to coach in college at UAH, and I thought I'll give that about three years, and just kind of see where where that goes. After three years. So I came as the assistant coach with a buddy of mine. He took another job. Then they hired me as the head head volleyball coach there. That probably made me stay a little bit longer than I thought. Somewhere in there, I, I met an Alabama girl. Took me a while to land her, but uh, that probably solidified my staying in Alabama a little bit longer. That was going to be my, my next question. Somewhere along the way, there was a, a partnership formed there. Yeah. And so tell us about the missus. Yeah, so uh, I was volleyball coach. Kayla was a, a high school coach over in Addison. Okay. And so she still still teaches over there, but she was the high school volleyball coach, and I was recruiting a player, and that's when I that's when I met her. I did get the player. She did come and play for me. It took me a little bit longer to to recruit the coach, but finally, finally, that happened after after a little while, and we we started started dating in 2018. Guess got engaged uh, the next year and married. Yeah, married in late 2019. So got a long term contract with this one, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I say. Yeah, yeah, we're under we're under contract. <laughs> Still now. got some eligibility left, that's right? right? That, Ho- hopefully has that, a lot. And so the other news concerned with that, you're we are expecting. Yeah, so we'll be uh, having little Annie. I think we've decided right. on Annie, and so she'll be with us here at the end of July. Yeah, we're we're excited excited about that, and, and that's not a, long, really, is it? It is not long. It's um, 
it seemed like a long way away back in November or whenever we we found out, and uh, it's gone by pretty fast, and I'm sure it'll just go by right. faster and faster from from here well, on out. I told your buddy Jace, your role is is fixing to change. I mean, the next stage is pack mule. Yeah. Because that's what happens, you know, and that's what I was telling him because they're they're expecting as well. I said, "Well, here's what happens: you you get to load the car." Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, we're we're pretty close with Jason Molly. I mean, you called him my buddy. I I haven't officially given him that license Uh-oh. yet, but um, thought if we become friends with him <laughs> and if we can do stuff together, maybe he can pat, be the pat mule for both of us. But um, but yeah, he that's, could, he that's looks- coming. Yeah, it looks as though he could handle that. I mean, he, you know, and it, it's, I mean, I, that's what we were laughing about it. And I said, the other thing is, I, I don't know what kind of vehicle you're driving, but it's most likely going to be an SUV. But for me, in my era, it was a minivan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, or Tom calls it a living room on wheels. That's but. right. No, I've got some, some buddies of mine that have a living room, a living room on wheels. But uh, no, Kayla, as of right now, she is determined to, to not drive the minivan, but I don't know. We'll we'll see what she says, and whatever she wants to drive is well, what yeah. she'll drive. So. Yeah, and you'll go along. That's right. You'll go along. Well, that's exciting. I, I mean, that's just those are just you know just speaking as a as a father and a grandfather. Just looking back on those days, my son said when they had their first child, he said, "I really don't know what we did with our time." Yeah, he said, we we now have no time. Right. You know. So and. And then you work your way through all those things, and then you know, so it it's great. Well, tell us about your family in Arkansas. Tell us how they, you know, what they do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, well, it's interesting. My my dad has been a minister for over fifty years, and um, and then he also for a long time he he taught at a small Christian college over there. He taught taught Bible, um, and eventually went full time out there and to part time ministry and I think he's officially retiring from from the college and will keep on preaching. Um my mom is um has been retired for a couple of years. She worked at a at a small Christian school. It's where I went, you know, was was fortunate to to grow up going to a, a Christian school and, you know, daily Bible class, daily chapel, everything. Uh, and when your dad's a preacher, you're at everything. Um so my mom was a preacher's kid, so she went to that little college that my dad works at to, I guess, to find a, a preacher to marry. Um, my dad is actually from Alaska, and uh, so he is—he's um, an Alaskan native. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a neat story there about my my grandpa, born back in 1903, that um, went up to Alaska looking for gold back in the 30s, and um, and met a met a little native out in the village. That was my grandmother, and um, so they they grew about, they they started their family out in the wilderness basically, and um, so my dad my dad grew up in Alaska for a while and ended up moving around, but came down to Arkansas to go to that college that he's ended up working at for you know for fifty years, and so um, is that where he met your mom? It is, it is, yeah, and so um, yeah, so they're still they're still right there. Um, they. Moved around a little bit, you know how ministers do, and then by the time I was by the time I was born, I, my sisters are older. I've got a one sister eight years older and one twelve years older. Uh, they both still live in Arkansas, but 
they moved around a little bit, but by the time I came along, he had kind of stayed in a general area. And so I went to the same school all the way through and both my sisters graduated from that school. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting, interesting story with that. So actually, and coming to Alabama is not vastly different than growing up in Arkansas. No, it's, is a, it? it's not, it's not a lot different. So, uh, yeah, people, uh, when I, when I came over here, of course, I was living in Huntsville for a while, and people were asking if we wore shoes over there in Arkansas. And I was like, have you guys been been in your state? Because they're not a whole lot different. You know, so, no, they're, um, I would imagine even, even the, the, the geography, I mean, the, the topography or whatever, it's, it's pretty similar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we don't um, – Arkansas doesn't have, doesn't have a beach, you know, so – but as far as – you know, like the Ozarks and stuff like that. It kind of looks a lot like northeastern right. Alabama and um, a lot of timberland, a lot of a lot of farmland. Um, got the whole delta going down the Mississippi on on eastern Arkansas, but um, but it's pretty similar. You yeah. if you just drop somebody there, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. They, they wouldn't were, know where they were at. Yeah. unless so, they saw a unless they saw a Alabama or an Auburn flag versus a versus a Razorback flag. <laughs> and uh, oh, oh, are you a pretty big Razorback fan? I'm a Razorback fan. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's a better time to be a Razorback fan now than it than it was, <laughs> you know, when I when I got here. Um, we've all had our dry spells. That's Wh- right. Whatever, whoever you root that's for, right. we've all had them, you know. So, but but now, I mean, I I don't really have time for that. I've got enough teams to to worry about myself. So uh, so I, yeah, kind of. Kind of tell us about your job now, what you do now. Yeah, so I was I was the volleyball coach, I guess, in from 2016 until the summer of 2019 there at UAH and um, had a change in leadership, and I took over as the interim athletic director. And that was kind of a wild summer. I, I did that. That was about, um, I guess, a month before Kayla and I got engaged. And then I still coached for – that season, because I was the interim, didn't know if I was going to have the job or not long term. So, um, coach that season, we had um, had a good season. We made the NCAA tournament, went into December. But Kayla and I got married right after the season during Christmas break, um, and so that was December of nineteen. Uh, then twenty twenty hits right there. People in Coleman would know me as having COVID pretty early there in March. Um, and then right after that was when, uh, when I got the full-time job there in April of 20. So you were uh, our first case. I was, I mean, yeah. we, we had great consternation, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to tell everybody what are we going to do? You know? Yeah. So, well, uh, well, Hunt, in Huntsville, it was crazy. I, Huntsville, I was all over the news because I was at, at campus and, um, it was just a different, a different time because nobody really knew anything about it. And, um. But the one joke we tell about it, it's not a joke, it happened, but the health department, they came to my house when I had COVID. So they, they thought they were going to go to every every case and just squash it. Um, it didn't work out that way. No. So no, we, went from, we went from that to, to them mailing you your own COVID test. And so that's a, it's a big change over a couple of years. So as an athletic director, I, if I'm thinking about jobs or professions or – whatever it's even like what we do here people have very little understanding and you grew up as a you know a pastor's child most people they have no clue really what that's all about i mean other than wednesday and sunday for us but i 
I would just think an athletic director, it would be the same way because if I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, I can think of a million things an athletic director might do, but I really don't know exactly what they really do. Does right. that make sense? Well, yeah, it's um, it's different for every institution probably, but like being uh, being in ministry, you're, you're always on call, mm-hmm. right, because people don't. When they need you, they call whatever time, whatever time that is. But um, most important things I think that that I do is number one is make sure we have enough resources um, for our teams, for our, for our coaches. Um, so you're always worried about facilities, fundraising, um, and budgets, and trying to put competitive teams out there on the on the field or on the court or whatever. So um, a lot of my time is spent worrying about finances. Um, whether it's um, using resources that we have or trying to raise some money. So we're we're doing that a lot. And then you also end up being kind of the default for anything that comes up that, that no one specifically has that, that job title or that task. So you either got to make a decision or you got to send it to someone to make a decision. So, um, you know, I, I just always, you know, the best parts of the job are like, I told you today I'm going to watch our team play in postseason. I've been doing that for a few days. So when you can go watch them play or you get to go, you know, watch a practice or something, get out of the office and just go realize why you do what you do, those those are pretty good days. But um, but there's a lot of days where it's a grind. Um, you know, even at, at our level, they're still you're still dealing with parents that are upset about Susie or whatever that still happens and never changes um, huh? no no coach has enough you know they always need a little more scholarship or a little more money or um or a little bit more equipment or whatever and facilities are never good enough and we right. always need this and we always need that um and then you also we're at an institution that's pretty academically rigorous and so we've got a lot of really smart kids that they're they're there to get an education and so you want to make sure they have what they need to be successful. Yeah. And so, um, so it just sounds like there's a there's there's plenty to it. Keep plenty to keep you busy. Yeah. Right? There, there's there's a lot of moving parts. And so yeah. yeah. So you meet this beautiful Winston County girl, right? Yeah. Yep. And and you guys wind up living. Where do y'all live? We live in Coleman. You live in Coleman. Yep. Okay. So she had, in fact, when we started dating, she had just bought a house. Oh. And so, uh, so I think I think. Early on, I don't know if, if it was even completely finished yet. And so, um, yeah, she had moved to the big city. <laughs> well, from Addison. That's right. Yeah, I mean, too cold, but yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, she yeah. ran off to Manhattan, if you ask some <laughs> some folks. but Especially uh, in Addison. That's right. And then Addison is, I mean, that, that's that's acting like she lived in Addison because she lives outside of Addison. Oh, so it's not even the Bedroom not community even to that, Addison. That, that's yeah, right. I got you. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we lived here. She had already been going to... The First Baptist for okay. for a little while at that time, so she had had a couple connections with with a Sunday school class, and so um, yeah. So then I, I I stayed in Huntsville the whole time until we until we got married. So I didn't start until I guess January of yeah. twenty really is when I yeah. So I had a couple months, and then we were shut down for a while. And then we were shut down yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot because that's when everything went went crazy. Yep. Yeah. So tell me now. Obviously, you grew up in a in a pastor's home and all that. When did you become a Christian? How did you? How was your salvation experience? Yeah. Um, well, like a lot of people that they grow up in in church, and I was pretty young, so I was I was ten. Um, I was actually at a church camp there in Arkansas, and just um, had decided that 
it's probably what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, became a Christian. My dad, he came he came and he actually baptized me. We had everybody at the camp there and we did that all out at a swimming pool. That's, that's now not there actually. But, um, so that was in the summer of 1993. Um, and I remember it well because it was, it was the same day that my, my grandpa, my grandpa died later that day. My dad's, oh my, my dad's dad. So we knew he was, he was, yeah. um, he was getting pretty bad. He was, he was 90, lived a good life, yeah. you know, but, um, so that was a, probably an interesting day for my dad, you know, to, yeah. Yeah, to that would Lose be. his dad and baptize his son the same day. Yeah. Um, but, but no, that was good. You know, blessed with, with good godly parents who, um, my mom definitely grew up in in church. She was a preacher's kid, and mm-hmm. um, bunch of uncles and everybody else that are preachers. And um, my dad's family, they were raw Christians by that time, but they they became Christians a little bit later. So my dad was a teenager, um, and my grandmother decided they needed to start going to church. And oh. so she she actually led my um, my dad and his brothers, and then my grandpa. They yeah. all they all became Christians yeah. about the same, same time, time. Yeah. Uh, just because of, because of my grandma. But so you're in the big city of Coleman now. You guys yeah. are starting to figure it out. Wife yeah. and soon to have a little one. Yeah. And what brought you guys to? For, well, you said you came to First Baptist because she was already here at First Baptist. That's correct? right. I was her plus one. I guess whenever. Yeah. Uh, whenever yeah. Oh, got, I remember the plus. One. Yeah. When, when we got that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that when she moved here. Um, her family grew up out at, uh, her family still goes out to Bethlehem West, out in West Point. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, when she moved over here, she just kind of wanted to go out on her own a little mm-hmm. bit and kind of yeah. see what's what's out there and um, didn't know she was going to, you know, fall in love with such a striking young lad like myself, but it but it happened. And, yeah. um, what do you expect? That, yeah, I mean, yeah it's you hard. There you did. So I always ask folks this, so if you found... A place, you know, we all we like to know this. Have you found a place to serve here? I'm sure, I know you have, but it's yeah. on the sheet, man. It's, it's on a, the sheet. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well, you know, it started out with um, during COVID. Yeah. Um, after after that, I we volunteers. You know, they were asking for all these volunteers mm-hmm. just to to make church work. Work, yeah, right? just make it happen. Yeah, and. Um, at that time, I was like, "Well, I've already had it. I, I feel pretty safe, you yeah. know." So, um, for a while, I was kind of on security and parking lot duty for for a long time while we were doing all those services. Yeah, and, oh yeah. Um, so uh, we did a lot of that, and um, still do that every now and then. We'll Kayla will substitute teach some down there for uh, for the kids and. Um, I'll fill in when I'm absolutely needed there in our in For our some class. reason, I was thinking you ushered, too, or or greeter or something. No, I haven't. They haven't put me in front of people as they enter. They they stuck me in the parking lot most of the time because that was probably probably a better place yeah, well, for me. But good plan. And you moved the podium several times. I've moved the podium when, yeah. when, when needed. Yeah, and that's a – I mean, hey, we can't underestimate the – Importance of moving no, the podium. Yeah, I mean, you got to have some bulk there. That's you know? right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, when when Cody Jackson needs a little bit of help, uh, I'll such a, a little little guy, guy, little guy, little guy, little Cody. Yeah. When he needs some help, I'll I'll help him. But we just feel blessed that you're here and thankful for you guys. And it, you know, we have so many young families. Yeah, uh, and it's exciting to see 
see a church, you know, a First Baptist, there that doesn't always happen, you know, where the where people are drawn to this kind of church. I, I not, I'm not putting us in some type, but you know what I'm saying. Yep. There's there's churches downtown, across from the courthouse, in towns all over creation, and they're just they're just they would give you anything to have. You know, couples and young people coming, and and little ones, and yeah. nursery, and all that kind of stuff. And man, we're just blessed by that. Yeah, it's um, no, we've really, we've really been blessed by. You know, we go to the well. Yeah. Um, got a good group in there. We got a, you know, our guys group that we we get yeah. together oh, on, yeah. on Thursdays. And um, yeah. I mean, when I came the first time and heard Tom. Oh yeah. You know, I was. I was like, well, that's yeah. that's not what I was expecting. No, you know? so uh-uh. um, it's just been really, really, really good. It is, and to have a now that you're y'all are having a child to be part of a, and this is always always important to me. I want to be part of a, a kind of a multi generational church. Yep. I love that. I yep. mean, I it's a, you know people, and it's and I know there's a lot of folks and stuff like that, but just to be able to cross paths with different ages and have different relationships like that, I just think it's it's great. It's great if you can do that, make that sure. work instead of everybody getting in this corner or getting in that corner. Sure. So there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of things you can learn from other generations it, both ways. And both so ways, a, yeah. It's a good opportunity. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you for coming in, Absolutely. and I appreciate it. And I've enjoyed getting to hear. Your story uh, for our first person thing. And I know everybody else will enjoy getting to hear that. Well, thanks too, so. for having me on. And, man, we'll be thinking about you and, and the new baby. And uh, maybe you'll be more than a pack mule. But if, if you can hang around with – and he's not your buddy? We'll do, it's still to be determined. We're working still on it. Still to be determined. Okay. I think All we're right. actually going out to eat tonight. So I'll, I'll decide tonight. All right. So. Tell, him I, tell him I just – made that assumption that you and he were buddies and and i i didn't mean to get out on a limb he'll be, there. He'll be proud that you made that assumption That's okay. <laughs> you have a good day thanks for coming man. thanks i Jeff. appreciate you absolutely yeah be praying for you guys thank you y'all take care see you thank you for listening to first person i want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family